0: Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Anti Reactive Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Hoppy, parent educator and counselor, mom of two, and lover of all things related to parenting. Today, we are starting out with an Anti Reactive Parenting High Five. My family recently did some traveling, and for this particular trip, we flew. If you've ever flown with kids, especially small ones or multiple ones, well, I don't really need to say more, do I? Anyway, during one of our flights, there was a mom and her toddler sitting behind us, and this child was having a hard time. Two hours worth of on and off hard time, and my heart totally went out to this mama. I mean, I've been there, and being stuck on a plane with a child who you cannot reason with because they are cognitively unable is just plain stressful. Never mind the reactions from anyone sitting around you. This mom, though, totally deserves a high five because she kept her cool the entire flight, was firm with her child when she needed to be firm, but never raised her voice, and was actively engaged with her child throughout all of the rough moments. As our flight began to its descent, the pressure changes set in and that's when it's peak time for little people to get upset. And as a parent, you know you're so close to getting off of the airplane, yet so far. But that's when this little guy really started fussing and winding himself up, and this mom, she leaned in and talked with her son. She talked to him about what was going to happen when they got off the plane, who was picking them up. Spoiler alert, it was his Gigi, who he was very excited to see. She talked about where they would be going and when they were going to eat lunch. Then she started to talk to him about what they saw out of the window, and even better, she started asking him questions about what he saw. She engaged him, engaged his brain, appeased his imminent bodily needs, and alleviated his worries by telling him what to expect. It was amazing, and this mom totally deserves a high five for keeping her cool in a highly stressful situation, responding to her child's needs, and providing boundaries to give him security. So high five, Mom on the plane for your anti-reactive approach to traveling with a toddler. If you have a story of an awesome anti-reactive parenting moment, Please submit it for a chance to be featured on the Anti Reactive Parenting High Five segment, and you can do this on our website, antireactive.com. Share some accolades and inspire our anti reactive community. Okay, time to move into today's topic the art of consistency as it pertains to parenting. I say art because consistency, even though it sounds rigid and formulated, really is an art. Consistency doesn't come naturally to everyone, and in the ebb and flow of life, not all things require consistency, but for an anti-reactive approach, many things do. Consistency in parenthood is grounding. It's comforting. It provides security. When the people in your life are consistent, you know what to expect from them. You know what they're going to say. You know how they're going to respond to what you're saying. And as long as their responses are well managed, these people make you feel safe. Consistency within your family life is key to managing your household in an anti-reactive manner on a day-to-day basis and also supports raising kids who are confident and secure. The families that I work with that struggle the most are the ones that lack consistency. They're inconsistent with their rules, inconsistent with the things they say yes or no to, inconsistent with the intensity of their reactions to the things their kids say or do, or inconsistent in their discipline or punishments. And this will not come as a shock to any of you regular listeners of this podcast, but consistency comes down to one major thing. That's right, you have guessed it, values. When a family has a well-defined set of values that everyone is aware of, it helps keep everyone in the family on the same page, it keeps everyone accountable, and it guides you in determining when it's important to demonstrate consistency. So, Let's back up a minute and talk about how and where consistency in a family typically shows up and the benefits it brings. One primary demonstration of consistency can be found in family traditions. Whether it's Christmas, the first day of school, birthdays, family get-togethers, every family has established traditions. Every year, when this happens, we do this. So go ahead and take a moment to think about some of your family's traditions. For our family, Christmas is a live tree, tried and true cookie recipes, nightly devotions during the month of December, and going to church. Why do we love traditions so much? It's because they add meaning to the events that are occurring. Have you ever had a thought such as, it's not Christmas unless we... Fill in the blank here, or it doesn't feel like summer unless we've maybe gotten ice cream at our favorite ice cream stand or gone to the beach or something like that. But birthdays, holidays, special events at some point do involve some inconsistencies because maybe it's either some years on a weekend, some years on a weekday, or sometimes we have to go to school or go to work, or sometimes we don't. Um, but Traditions, traditions, those are what give those special moments meaning. Without that meaning, the day doesn't feel right or it doesn't feel complete. They're reliable. We look forward to them. They give the celebration structure, and they make us feel secure. If any of you are fans of the show This Is Us, you've seen what traditions can mean to a family. I mean, of course, it's a work of fiction, but if you haven't seen the show, it follows a family of two parents and three kids across various points in time, and frequently jumps in timelines between the present, the past, and the future. And this family loves their traditions, especially when it comes to Thanksgiving. And in each season, there's a Thanksgiving episode, and it seems like some treasured tradition comes into jeopardy, or there's some sort of drama around it. And if a tradition is about to fall through, it's a big deal. It's a show. So of course the drama and importance is exaggerated, but if you've seen it, you know how well it captures the meaning and the emotions behind traditions for a family and how insecure a person starts to feel when a tradition is missing or doesn't go as expected. So let's carry then what we know about consistency and how it makes us feel and how it gives moments and life events meaning to everyday life. Like I stated earlier, consistency is grounding, it's comforting, it provides security, and children need that on a daily basis. I mean, we all need that on a daily basis, and it's the role of the parent to coordinate that consistency for your children. Consistency can be fun, as seen in family traditions, and it can seem monotonous and boring. Bedtime routines at our house are nothing if not consistent. And bedtime routines can seem really boring, especially for parents. Am I right? But we're intentional about the consistency in which we send the kids upstairs to start getting ready. We're consistent in what we expect them to do to get themselves ready for the night. We're consistent about how we prepare them for the next morning. There are never any surprises, arguments, or attempts at negotiation because it's always the same. The best part of all of this, however, is what's going on behind the scenes. Our consistent bedtime routine and habits ensure our kids get a good night's sleep every night. They don't have to worry or wonder if they're going to wake up tired or have a hard time at school the next day because they didn't get enough sleep. They know they'll have clean clothes for bed and clean clothes for school or for play the next day. They know we won't be running around like crazy people the next morning because we can't find something. So they have the security of knowing they will be starting the day without unnecessary stress or uncertainty. Bedtime is a bit of an obvious example, but there are plenty of other ways to incorporate consistency that pays off in important ways. One important way is being consistent in what you say no to whether it's something as small as how often you allow dessert after dinner or as big as your family's policy on sleepovers. If TV is a no during the school week as a consistent policy, there's no need to be bugged about it after school when you're trying to make dinner. Consistency is also highly important in parental responses. As parents, this is probably the most challenging thing to be consistent in. But let me tell you, this pays off in huge ways when it comes to your child's sense of security, sense of self, and confidence. What do your kids get from you when you're trying to get out the door in the morning? Are you the cool, easy, breezy, this is going to be an awesome day kind of person? Or the version of you that's the explosive, get out the door now! Listen, I am not here to judge you or to say I've got this one nailed down myself. And there are certainly times when kids need a good nudge. But if they're doing what they always do but don't know if they're getting your well-put-together to put together side or your reactive side, that's an insecure way to start the day and doesn't set anyone up for grounding or success as the family goes out into the world. What about when your child comes to you because they've done something wrong? Do you first hear them out, ask questions, and keep your emotions in check? Do you react, get mad, and yell? Is it a mixture of both? Again, I'm not here to judge you as a parent. You're a human. Nobody gets it right 100% of the time. But if you're looking for tools to decrease your reactions and become anti-reactive and up your parenting game, this is a fantastic place to start. Consider what situations result in inconsistent responses from you. Is when your child has done something wrong Or is it when they lied, when they forgot something important, when you're sitting down helping them with homework? Just pick one, just one of those situations. Don't try to do it all at once because that's not a recipe for success. But think about one scenario that plays out in your home that can cause you to react and you'd like it to be better than it is now. We're not looking for perfection here, just growth. Think about that scenario and decide what you would like your response to be in that scenario. And I don't just mean an ideal, I'd like to meet that scenario with a smile on my face and not yell. Not yelling is a good start, but when your child repeats the same negative behavior, it's okay not to take it lightly or be upset over it. But use your parenting tools to troubleshoot the best way to teach the lesson you want your child to learn. Using your values, choices within limits, and natural consequences You can respond to the situation in a consistent manner, which is much more effective at getting your message and parenting across. Okay, now consistency doesn't have to just include the heavy stuff. It can also be shaped with fun. In our house, consistency is also demonstrated through rewards. After a recital performance, we always go out for a treat afterwards, which helps ease some of the nerves ahead of time. If we've worked really hard around the house and the kids did their fair share or more of getting our chores done, we watch a TV show together as a family at the end of the day. This helps kids rise up, grow, and take on new responsibilities and challenges because we always celebrate it together afterwards. For the everyday stuff that doesn't seem so fun, we play games to make it fun. You do this instinctively when you're introducing solid foods to your baby. You put them in the high chair for the first time, getting them all ready to try something new and introduce them to this new routine of sitting down and eating a meal of solid food. What is the quintessential thing parents do to give their babies a puree? They put it on a spoon and pretend it's an airplane. I don't know how many parents actually play airplane with their babies in real life, but everyone can relate to doing things with their baby to make mealtime fun. We can't predict how our babies will respond to new foods, But to ease everyone's anxiety, instinctively as parents, we try to make it fun. And with this consistent approach, babies learn mealtime is fun, and it's a fun time, and the experience is better for everyone. And we do stuff like this all the time, even as our kids grow. The silly songs we sing to pick up toys, learn to go potty or to wash your hands, the funny voice you make when you read that one picture book, The pretend chase game you do to get your kid upstairs when they need to get dressed. Or the farewells and I love you's you shout when you drop your kid off at school or at the bus stop. If you want to get your kid to do something and you want them to put that something on an autopilot and ease up some time and stress in your house, make it fun. These traditions, these routines, these consistencies provide so much security to your child and frees them up from worrying or wondering what's going to come from the person they fully rely upon in this world. It allows them to go out with confidence and security and opens up so much room for them to thrive. This week's anti-reactive parenting challenge is to pick one scenario in your family life that could use more consistency. Take some time to think out and plan your ideal response to that scenario and consider how to make that response more effective. Then start out by committing to that consistent response or action for the next week. If it's working, great. Begin to incorporate it longer term. If not, how can you tweak it or make it better or more feasible? You parents are amazing. I know you don't hear that enough, so I'm going to tell you. You are a good parent. You're doing an amazing job. And no one is better at raising your kids than you are. They need you, and you are crushing it. Okay. Thanks for tuning in listeners. I'd like to invite you to join and help grow our community of anti-reactive parents. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at anti-reactive parenting podcast and on our website, anti-reactive.com. Additionally, if you enjoy this podcast and think others would too, please leave a five-star review to help this podcast reach others and we can all grow together. Don't forget to add our podcast to your library so you don't miss an episode. Also, for you fathers out there, don't miss the anti-reactive parenting companion podcast, Life Fatherhood. Life stands for lead your family with excellence. This short-form podcast for fathers is about how to deal with challenges raising your kids and increase your excellence as a father who leads intentionally. You can find Life Fatherhood, that's L-Y-F-E, on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Until next time, parent intentionally, plan for what's to come, and be anti-reactive.